The Marvel and DC Universe both have respected powerhouses and phenomenal characters that have become household names in their respected universes. But from time to time, it's clear to see that two characters, or sometimes even more than two, can hold specific similarities to the two characters in a different universe. Welcome back to the Pop Culture Hub, guys, and today we are looking at the copycats in Marvel and DC. Now, before I get into anything right away, I would just like to mention that, that London Film and Comic Con has officially started today, and I will be there on Sunday, the last day. If you hearing this and want an opportunity to come find me, just look for the guy dressed like Deathstroke. <laughs> now, as I expressed, Marvel and DC are the two biggest comic book empires. They've been going for decades, but they've always been in competition with each other, whether it's the books, the movies, the animated movies, TV shows, or even the games. But many people can notice two different characters are quite similar. Kick things off, I would like to acknowledge DC's Green Arrow and Marvel's Hawkeye. Kicking things off, we're looking at Oliver Queen and Clint Barton a member of the Justice League, and a member of the Avengers. <laughs> now, what sets these two apart is mainly the era in which they were designed and created, with Green Arrow coming first, starting all the way back in the 1940s. But Hawkeye wouldn't come along until the 1960s. But it's clear to see which one has actually gained more popularity, as Hawkeye has being a part of the MCU all the way from 2011 with the first Thor movie, where he has continued to be portrayed by Jeremy Renner, and who will also have his Disney Plus series premiere next Wednesday, November 24th. But with Green Arrow, he's gained significant popularity thanks to his amazing... CW show Arrow, which ran from 2012 to 2020. But with an amazing portrayal by Stephen Amell, he was definitely the Green Arrow that fans had fallen in love with and made them want to read more about the character. For our next doppelgangers, we're looking at DC's the Flash, and Marvel's Quicksilver. Two of the fastest characters in their respected universes, with The Flash being generally the more popular, the more popular name. But Quicksilver's popularity has mainly been limited to one movie in the MCU, being 2015's Avengers Age of Ultron. But... There is also the Quicksilver in the X-Men universe, starting all the way back in 2014's 
X-Men Days of Future Past. And here's where it gets complicated. The Quicksilver from the MCU, who was played by Aaron Taylor-Johnson. And just really quick, I'm afraid. Um, if you haven't seen Age of Ultron, if you're not caught up with your Marvel movies, this is a spoiler alert. In Age of Ultron, Aaron Taylor-Johnson's Quicksilver is killed by Ultron. But in 2021's WandaVision, Quicksilver, or Pietro Maximoff, made a return, but was recast as Evan Peters' Quicksilver from the X-Men universe. Now that's very confusing, to say the least. But Quicksilver's not only had popularity in movies, but he's also been a fairly recognisable character in the comic books as well, and in mobile games, and has always been seen standing side by side with his sister Wanda, or Scarlet Witch. DC's The Flash, on the other hand, has had numerous incarnations and is one of the oldest superheroes starting all the way back in 1940s, just like Green Arrow. But The Flash has gone from different names and different incarnations each time, starting with Jay Garrick being the first, then into Barry Allen, Wally West, and Bart Allen. The Flash still remains one of the most proudly recognisable names in DC, with his CW show starring Grant Gustin in the lead role from 2014 to now, has definitely been a helping hand to gaining popularity. And we will also see Ezra Miller reprise the role of The Flash in the DCEU in next year's The Flash movie. Our next doppelgangers are Doctor Strange from Marvel and Doctor Fate from DC. For this we have Stephen Strange, the master of the mystic arts, and we have Kent Nelson, the wielder of the helmet of fate. Now Doctor Strange is without a doubt more recognisable and more popular than Doctor Fate, even though he was actually designed and created after Dr. Fate was. But Strange's popularity is mainly thanks to the portrayal of him in the Marvel Cinematic Universe by Benedict Cumberbatch, who will be him once again for Spider-Man No Way Home, and then... Next year, we finally get Doctor St a Doctor Strange sequel with the Multiverse of Madness, where we, where we shall see him team up with Scarlet Witch. But both characters are incredibly powerful sorcerers with near-unlimited magical potential. Dr. Faye was once an archaeologist and named Kent Nelson, until he discovers the Helmet of Fate. With the Helmet of Fate, he became Dr. Fate and joined the team the Justice Society of America. And he's become 
more popular not only from the comic books, but a few appearances in the games as well, and also a reoccurring appearance in the Young Justice cartoon series. Dr. Fate will also make finally make his DCU appearance, being portrayed by actor Pierce Brosnan in Black Adam, where he shall be one of the members of the Justice Society of America. We shall also see him fight alongside characters like Cyclone, Hawkman, and Atom Smasher. For our next duos, we have the Joker from DC and Green Goblin from Marvel. Now, both of these characters have caused significant pain and trauma to their arch enemies the Joker, Batman, Green Goblin, Spider Man. But without a doubt, Joker is one of the most popular names in all of comic book and pop culture history. You can't even say the name Joker without thinking of, well, a clown. Not now, anyway. Joker was, without a doubt, one of the most ambitious creations that DC had done. And has had numerous different actors portray him, starting with Cesar Romero back in the 60s, to Jack Nicholson, even being voiced by Mark Hamill as well. And of course, we can't forget about Heath Ledger's legendary portrayal of him, which was followed up with an incredible portrayal of Walking Phoenix as well. But it did slip slightly with 2016's Suicide Squad, where he was portrayed by Jared Leto. But, but, Leto did redeem himself as the Joker in Zack Snyder's Justice League, which was released this year. And did the character justice of how he was in Suicide Squad. Which I think we all can agree is not the best portrayal. Green Goblin, on the other hand has not had so much recognition that he deserves. Of course, he had a groundbreaking performance by Willem Dafoe in 2002's Spider-Man, where he was the main villain. And I've said this before, and I will say it again, I would love to see Willem Dafoe play the Joker. I think that would be absolutely incredible. But Green Goblin will be returning to the big screen in Spider-Man No Way Home this December. I think we all can agree that we are all losing our minds over that. For our next duo, we've got Scarlet Witch from Marvel and Zatanna from DC. Now this one is another magical, another magical duo, actually. With Scarlet Witch, she's without a doubt far more popular than Zatanna, as she's become a household name thanks to her portrayal, thanks to a brilliant portrayal by Elizabeth Olsen in the MCU, who was popular enough to gain her own Disney Plus series, WandaVision, which is without a doubt one of the best that we've had so far. And she continues to expand her powers, especially with next year's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. 
But with Zatanna, she's a more... Her way of magic is actually much different. As with her magic, she speaks the words backwards to cast her spells. Which is a fun twist on it, but also kind of hard to read. Oh sure, she's had numerous portrayals, mostly in cartoons, but she did have an appearance in in Smallville, but it was it wasn't the biggest of appearances, I'm afraid. But that whole show wasn't wasn't anything to clap about, really. Satana has become a recognizable name and face, mainly thanks to her continued appearances in Young Justice, which is in its fourth season now with Young Justice Phantoms. With our next, with our next duos, it's time to call upon Harley Quinn and Domino. Now these two couldn't be more similar yet different. Domino is, well, is mainly more popular thanks to her appearance in Deadpool 2 back in 2018. But there is no way that she could top the popularity of Harley Quinn, who has continued to break boundaries and become even more popular thanks to her betrayal by Margot Robbie in 2016's Suicide Squad, and has continued on from there. Domino is... One of the more confusing mutants in the X-Men universe, mainly because her mutation is luck, which is unique, if anything. Although, it's not strictly luck, it's more events that make her seem lucky. But it's a fun twist. Plus, the creator of Domino also helped create Deadpool and Cable as well. But with Harley, she wasn't strictly a comic book character to begin with. She was a purely new character created in the Batman animated series back in the 90s. But after she became so popular there, they brought her into the mainstream comic books. And I think we can all say thank you. For our next duos, we have Deadpool and Deathstroke. This time we're pitching Wade Wilson against Slade Wilson. Let's start with Deadpool, who is now possibly the most popular character in all of Marvel. Also going by the name The Merc with the Mouth, mainly due to the fact that he breaks the fourth wall constantly, makes as many pop culture jokes as possible, and is just a unbelievable delight. Not much his potty mouth, but... Well, that too, if anything. But Deadpool's mutation is mainly accelerated healing and the fact that, well... His mutation basically accelerated the cancer he had, scarring his entire body. With a legendary portrayal, thanks in great part... To Ryan Reynolds, actually starting all the way back in 2009 in X-Men Origins Wolverine. But we don't talk about that because that wasn't that was awful. But he once again entered the spotlight with 2016's Deadpool. 
And that was the very redemption arc that we needed. Then we have Deathstroke, who in my opinion is one of the biggest badasses in all of comic books. I absolutely love him. The one-eyed mercenary or anti-hero has gone from sometimes even a member of the Legion of Doom to being a hired gun to even antagonizing the Teen Titans from time to time. But he remains one of the most prolific fighters in all of comic books, not just in DC, but he could even give Deadpool a run for his money. With amazing performances from actors such as Manu Bennett in the second season of Arrow, to even to even John Manganelli in in Justice League as well. Now I would very much like to see him go up against Batman if the Batfleck movie actually gets made. I would very much love that. Well, that will bring this episode to a close, guys. I know there are many, many more doppelgangers out there, like Ant-Man and the Atom, or Thanos and Darkseid, but I would very much like to thank you for your time and for letting me get these things out. And I hope that you stay tuned for my next episode, which should come, which should come later in the few weeks. Now, before I go, just remember, either be a geek or remain bored forever.